to 94.1 FM Wave 94, Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. As you know, I have been talking and talking and talking about power and how um, we need to operate in power. And one of the reasons why we need to operate in power, because we as the mature believers, um, basically, we need to be in position to help the baby Christians and the immature Christians make it through some tough times. Um, as a scientist, I get a lot of information and I try to share that with my class and, um, but we are headed for, um, times where we're going to see a lot of miracles. We're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles because God is going to showcase us. The world is going to be in panic. The world is going to be reaching out for help. And um, Daddy God, you hey, vahe, Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit, is going to use us as a a, an epistle as a billboard to the world to say, this is why Jesus came. He came to die for your sins and my sins. He came to introduce us to the real Father. Um, Daddy God, you hey, bye. And we need to be prepared because we're going to have to multiply the, the um, bread and the fish. We're going to have to feed thousands of people. We're going to have to lay hands on the sick so they'll be healed because they can't get to a hospital. We're going to have to um, deliver people from evil, um, demons, possessed people, don't even know they're possessed by demons. We are going to have to walk in the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit of God. One of my things that I do in the middle of the night before I go to bed and I talk to God throughout the day and, but one of the things I do, I ask Daddy God, you ain't I said, how may I show my love, my gratitude, my appreciation to you this day? How may I bring glory, honor, and pleasure to you this day? You gave your only begotten son, Christ Jesus, to die for me at Calvary, Galgotha. So now, May I live for you. May I be a living sacrifice through the power of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Okay, this is important that you say that part, because if not, you might end up being roadkill for Satan, because Satan has taken out quite a few believers being living sacrifices, because they think they're talking to God, and it's the angel, you know, Satan, you know, acts like he's an angel of light. So you have to be extremely careful when you do that, but... You have to let, let God know that you recognize what he has done for you and for me and want to live for him this day. And one of the interesting things is it's nice to say these words, but, you know, sometimes when you're in the day-to-day walk, it doesn't, you know, you got an opportunity to... um Demonstrate that and 
God has given me this opportunity with my mother. My mother is a beautiful woman, um, a nurse and a teacher. Um, she did almost 30 years in um, Germany teaching elementary school. She's brilliant. And um, she's having, you know, she's or physically she's doing pretty good. But she is having some memory um, lapses and things like that. And sometimes she'll repeat things over and over again. And and um, one of the things that happened with my mother, when I brought my mother home with me because of COVID, was my um, worship. I had a very intimate um, worship um, time with the Lord. And it was hard to do that with my mother sleeping in the bed with me because my daughter came back, my son came back. So the uh, extra bedroom that I had was taken over by my son and daughter. So my mother ended up sleeping in my king-size bed with me, and now she doesn't want to leave it. <laughs> but it did impact my my worship. And so um, I've been trying to um, walk with the Lord and treat my mom with love and kindness and mercy. But sometimes, you know, I kind of get really tired, you know, because you, you got to repeat things over and over again. And you know, things disappear, silverware, um, towels, and all that kind of thing. So, and we have to, sometimes she has, you know, some spells. And and I am kind of worn out. Unfortunately, I have another sibling, but, you know, he's not, you know, amenable to um, helping helping me um, with this. And what's interesting about it is we had a middle brother, Levi Williams, who I adored along with my baby brother. Um, and and he was taking care of both my mom and my aunt. And one day, i never forget, he was saying to me, eat if you just don't know, you know, what I go through here. And I didn't. I didn't have, now I supported him financially and um and I also reached out to my baby brother saying, take Levi to the beach with you. Take Levi to where you're going because he needs a break. Right. But in the end, you know, that didn't happen. And so my brother ended up dying at a very, you know, in his 50s. He was very young. And so um, so the caregivers are under extreme stress and and people don't seem to understand. So. I've been really talking to the Lord about that, you know, recognizing that Christ Jesus is in my mother, that my mother is a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I want to be kind. I want to be soft. I want to be understanding. And so I've been working, you know, asking the Holy Spirit to help me um, get through that because, of course, the enemy attacks me when, you know, I, I'm in a lot of pain. You know, pain is... Um, not a, you know, it, it does things to you, not just the pain itself, but it impacts you in other ways. And so I'm, when I'm in a lot of pain and I'm under a lot of stress and, you know, and not, you know, not as amenable, you know, and then she repeats something again or I can't find a fork or I can't get a towel, you know, but I, I finally, you know, the Holy Spirit is so awesome. You know, I said my mother is more important to me than a fork and a towel. My mother is more important to me than anything um, that, you know, that could be an, um, that could be missing in our house. And so I've been praying and I've been asking God to help me to be um, merciful and kind, 
to my mom at all times. And most of the time I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good, but I do have my moments. And if, you know, I had a little help, you know, where I got a break or something like that, that would help me out a lot. But Daddy God, Ua Vahe has got me and he's got my mother. And remember, I, my last broadcast, I told you that God spoke to me and he said, I'll be blessed beyond measure from this day forward. And all of a sudden, someone came to my house and gave me gold plated forks and knives, plates and water for crystal and all this stuff because they were moving out of their home and they wanted to give it to me. And I, I mean, this is nice things. And so God is faithful and his word is true. And then I have one of my dearest friends. She called me up um, yesterday early in the morning and she started praying restoration, restoration, restoration for me. So I just, I just want to say um, that we need to prep and get ready because we are going to need to let Christ Jesus that in us live through us to do the work of the Father, right? And it's going to enable us to be a shining witness to the world that God, Daddy God, UA Valle is real. He has not forgotten us. He has not forsaken us. And we need to understand that we need to practice what we request. And so I have been, like I said, thinking about a lot of things that has to be taken care of in order for us to operate in the kingdom of God's principles, right? You know, a lot of people may not realize this, but John, which was the last of the original apostles, you know, John was the only one that wasn't martyred, and he was the last to pass on. And at that time, in his 80s, he would be asked to speak to the Christian community from time to time. And you know, John only said three things when he got before the crowd. John said, love one another. We call that the 11th, the 11th commandment, love one another. And this is what we must do. We must love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And sometimes we don't love ourselves, so we got to work on loving ourselves properly. And then we need to love our enemies. We need to make sure that at all times, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we are representing Christ Jesus, the Father, and the Lord God, Holy Spirit, where we are drawing all men on to what? Him, Christ Jesus. This is what the power is all about, the authority and power that we have been given through the Holy Spirit through our relationship with Christ Jesus through our Father, Daddy God, you is imperative so that we can have dominion, that we can take care of the people of God and non believers. 
this is an opportunity that's coming up soon that we need to understand. One of the interesting things that I share is that you have to be aware of what's going on in the world. It's not that we don't have a brain and that we are heavenly minded, but you need to understand. For example, we know that we have extreme droughts going across Texas, um, the Midwest, um, also going west. Uh, and this, this is serious, so serious that there's um, slaughtering of a lot of beef now because they don't have the feed to feed them, right? They don't have the, um, the, the barley, the wheat, the whatever, the hay um, that they need. So what's going to happen is there's going to be a glut of meat on the market for a while, about nine months approximately. And guess what? It takes a while to build a herd back up. So then the the um, food will skyrocket and we're already seeing it. I'm going into my favorite restaurants and takeout places and I'm looking at $60, $40 for something I used to pay $16 for or $13 for. I tell you, people are going into the supermarkets and they're not finding the things that they need. And when they do find it, they're extremely expensive. And we need to understand that we need to operate in the supernatural when it comes to our source and that we're not dependent on this world or this world system to feed us, to clothe us, to take care of us. You know, I look at some of my teachers that um, I really admire, Andrew Womack, right? He's one of my teachers I admire. And God actually told his wife and later him to move his stock just before the big downturn. So he did. And guess what happened? The big downturn, they didn't lose any money. Then the Holy Spirit said, now go put it back in. And guess what? They made tremendous profits. Why? Because they are sold out to Christ Jesus. They are tithers. They give the 10% off the top. They are givers. They are all about the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right? So it's been um, interesting as I reflect and think about what's coming down the pipe. I've, you know, been ministering to my children. Now they're a young adults. And I try to explain to them that they're going to have to walk in um, the things that I have taught them because it's coming a point where God is not going to let me bail them out. They've got to learn. My son is actually tithing and I just, I'm so ha happy. Now he's got to work on his offerings. It's got up that a little bit, but I'm just happy that he's a tither because there's protection. There's a blessing. When you give your first fruit, when you give your first to the Lord, then it breaks the back of mammon, right? And it opens up doors for you so that you will be able to flourish and not be subject to a lot of the terrible things that's about to happen on planet Earth.
right? Now, my daughter, on the other hand, is still struggling with tithes. I've been praying for her, but it's evident, you know, you know, she, her money is not as, I mean, she's always running out of money and things like that. And so, as I told her, I said, I can step in only so much, but after a while, you're going to have to, you've been taught about tithing. You've watched my life. You've seen how God has come in and rescued me over and over again. Even when I screw up, God still rescues me. And above all, God wants us to prosper and be in good health, right? So what does that mean to prosper? He wants our souls to prosper. You know, Kenneth Copeland, uh, he opened up my eyes to um, something about soul prospering. And what he showed me was, is that him and Gloria prosper because they look at prospering others, right? So... If you um, didn't realize, you know, when people are in need or, or or God moves and tells them, like sometimes God will say there was a maid that was cleaning up the hotel room where um, Kenneth Copeland and Gloria were staying. And God spoke and said, give her a hundred dollars. And so he he. He turned around, he asked us, eight. I need $100. God just told me to give her, uh, one of the maids, $100. And he turned around and said, God, Abba Father, you Vahe, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit, told me to give you $100. And she went, Jesus, oh God, you are real, you are real, you are real. Okay, so that strengthened her, what, faith. And she, what, prospered, Right? So as we want our soul to prosper, we must listen to the Holy Spirit and we must do what the Holy Spirit says, right? We need to take care of each other. And God is really wanting us, the mature believers in Christ, to step up Right to step up and do the right thing, wherever the Holy Spirit tells us to do, and of course, tithing is it is goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Tithing is very important because this world system is based on the spirit of mammon, and it is one of the generals of Satan. So. If you don't tithe, your all your finances are under the control of the spirit of mammon, under Satan. And so even those people who think that they are covered and, you know, they got money and all this kind of stuff, just in a nanosecond, it could be all gone. You, I mean, just sickness, disease, all of this, I mean, something could happen. So that is why it is important. It is important that we tithe because it breaks the back of mammon. It makes God our source, our only source. And he will, he will take care of us. He will. Over and over and over again, God has 
delivered me from evil has even when I screw up and I you know I repent from my part I recognize it I'm accountable and responsible even when it's somebody else that contributed to it I still stand up and say I am accountable I am responsible right that's I get that from um, Pastor Bill Winston you know you how are you going to um walk in the glory of God, how are you going to walk in prosperity if you're leaving somebody else to control your destiny by blaming them? No, you need to be accountable for yourself. You need to recognize that God is a what? Good God. And that he um, has a good plan for us, right? And so I, as I reflect on what's coming and how God is moving in our church, we are in a midst of a revival. Now, there's an awakening across the whole world. There are revivals all over the world right now. But our, we, our church is starting to grow. But it's prayer. We have uh, Amy Johnson, one of our leaders. Um, she runs um, the Monday night prayer group under the leadership of Pastor, um, Pastor Steve Dow. And it's making a difference. And then I um, do the prayer walk on the first Sunday of every month. And the front of the old steps of the old Capitol, where they had Tallahassee, Florida, where they have the red and white awnings, all right, on Monroe. Okay. So we are pressing in, and prayer is the lifeblood of, of spiritual walk. We, we, um, press in with prayer and we are seeing the fruits of it, right? Uh, ever since our pastor broke down in the pulpit saying he wanted more, he was tired of the same old, same old, and that we needed to be about our father's business. So, you know, uh, you need to sit down and examine yourself, examine where you are in the body of Christ. Are you being utilized by the Holy Spirit to do the will of the Father? Are you reaching the people that God wants you to reach for the kingdom of God? You know, one of the issues we talk about a lot in our church, and this in the world too, we call it the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people do all the work. 80% of the people, you know, don't do anything. Sometimes it's 90-10. But anyway, so what does that mean? That's over. God is, there's a move coming in the church, in the body of Christ, his bride, and the wheat are going to be separated from the tear. We're going to have the falling away. And those are the people who come to church and they think that coming to church, right, and, you know, hanging around for a few minutes is the, is the Christian walk and it is not. Church is to equip us, to edify us, to prepare us to go into the world and do great exploits from the kingdom of God. 
we need to walk in signs and wonders. And the thing about it is you're not walking inside and wonders if you don't believe, if you're not trying to walk in obedience, if you, I'm just saying, you're not going to be walking in signs and wonders if you do this. And you need to examine yourself and find out, are you really a believer for real? Right? Are you really a believer for real? Well, what do you mean by that, Dr. Davis? I'm saying that you should be bearing fruit, right? You should be bearing fruit. You should be hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you should be obedient to that voice. If God says, um, I want you to go and work in the children's ministry for a little while, or if God says, I want you to come to the prayer walk and walk with Dr. Davis and the others and pray for the church, pray for our city, pray for our state, pray for our nation, pray for the world. Just 30 minutes. It's a real short walk. Right? 3.30. First Sunday of every month. We've been doing this now for over what? Three what? Years. Three years. Okay? So, we need to understand that we have a responsibility to be about our Father's business. We have Christ Jesus in us, right? So what we need to be asking help from the Holy Spirit is our soul realm and that we have our minds, we renew our minds with the Word of God, right? We plead the blood of Jesus over our emotions, over our volition, you know, our will, we need, Jesus had to do that. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. He asked God three times to take that cup from him. But finally, at the last pressing, he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And he went to the cross and he died for us and he suffered a scourging. He, he was whipped so bad. He didn't even look like a human being. This is how awful it was. And guess what? He did not esteem any of that. He did not esteem. He esteemed the resurrection. He esteemed that he was going to rise up from the dead and everybody who believed in him would also be saved because if we believe in Christ Jesus and we believe that he died and he was buried and he rose again from the dead and that he sits at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for each and every one of us, then we need to understand that <laughs> we have a, a awesome, awesome example of how to walk in this earth. He did not esteem, just like Abraham did not esteem that his body was dead for having a kid and his, and his wife Sarah's womb was dead also, double barren, right? He didn't 
Each didn't esteem it. He esteemed God's word. And God came to him and said, you're going to have a son through Sarah, right? Through Sarah, right? And he esteemed that. And guess what? Sarah had a baby. His name was Isaac. Yes, Abraham had Ishmael. Yes, he's the father of the Arab nation. But that was humans trying to help God out. And you know, every time you try to help God out, you make a big mess, right? So we need to understand that we must walk in power. And you are not going to walk in power if you don't truly believe, if you are um, um, basically renewing your mind with the word of God. Recognizing that Christ Jesus is in us right now That we are a new creation in Christ Jesus Right? We need to understand that We need to understand that Well, I don't want to end this broadcast Without saying Romans 10.9 That is, if you confess with your mouth The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart That God has raised him from the dead you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. And get ready, get ready to walk in power. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence.